Hey everyone, it's George from Blockchain DXP and today is the 25th of July 2022 and the market looks relatively stable. Not much going on so far as the price is concerned. Today's episode, we're very briefly going to touch base on the 45th president of USA, that is Donald J. Trump. Donald J. Trump might just be the best president United States ever had. And he talked about inflation, recession and depression. We had a rally in Arizona. I would really recommend you guys to go and watch the entire video. The video is 5 hours long but his entry is after 3 hours or so. I would really recommend you guys to go ahead and watch the full entire unedited version and why he talked about that we are heading towards a depression because mainstream media will cherry pick information, edit it, provide incorrect and fake news and uh, what we're going to do is in today's episode we're going to briefly discuss about that and where does Bitcoin fit into it. There was a lot of speculation that Bitcoin may offer a safe haven against inflation but that is not the case. In today's episode, we will also discuss another terrible article by Bitcoin Magazine. Now, I'm not sure if the editors in Bitcoin Magazine are actually reading through the articles before they are publishing it because lately, 8 out of the 10 articles published by Bitcoin Magazine just do not make any sense. And last week, we also talked about a fake news published by Bitcoin Magazine Twitter. We are going to be talking about an article today published on Bitcoin Magazine that talks about European Central Bank's money printing and its drawback and in today's episode in today's episode we will also discuss regulations that might be kicking in and there is a department called as Mika that is market in crypto assets and they expect to roll out something pretty soon we also have some really interesting information today that we'll be discussing about security exchange commission versus the CFTC that is Commodity Futures and Trading Commission, some drama and internal conflict. Regarding UAE, I have two news. The first news is about Huawei, who has received provisional license from Dubai's WARA, that is Virtual Asset Regulatory Authority. And just a few weeks ago, we talked about Huawei, that received license from DIFC, that is Dubai International Finance Center. And now, they have received another license, Definitely positive news for Huawei and now they will be able to offer spot and over-the-counter services but those are only limited to pre-qualified investors and in Dubai there are quite a lot of pre-qualified investors and high net worthy individuals. So definitely a great move for Huawei. The second news is about 3 Arrows Capital. There is some rumor and drama that 3 Arrows Capital are making a move in Dubai so we will be discussing that in today's episode. So welcome everyone, it's ATM you're in Dubai and you're listening to Crypto and Coffee at 8 where we cover top news and information pertaining to Bitcoin, blockchain, beyond blockchain, cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi and Metaverse. How the series of episodes in the Crypto and Coffee at 8 works is we usually cover some top news and information pertaining to the price of cryptocurrencies, some major breaking news, occasionally short and sweet news as well, news that has an impact in the cryptocurrency world. The other two news and information is related to Dubai, UAE and Middle East in the world of Bitcoin, blockchain, beyond blockchain, cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi and Metaverse. This is followed by Ask Me Anything series where you listeners can ask any questions from the cryptocurrency world. And every Fridays at 8am Gulf Standard Time, we have an episode focusing only on Metaverse. 
that is called as Metaverse Everything, where we solely focus on Metaverse. So please check out those episodes as well. The format for Metaverse Everything podcast is completely different. And what I tend to do is I tend to publish a daily and weekly report on my LinkedIn profile. And my LinkedIn profile is in the show notes below. Alternatively, you can also go to my website that is Blockchain DXB and read to my blogs on the crypto blog section. Or you can also go to the Medium website and type in Blockchain DXB. So let's kickstart today's episode. Today is the 25th of July 2022 and I'm looking at the price at 4 p.m. Gulf Standard Time. The global crypto market is currently at $1.01 trillion. Now since the last 24 hours, it is down by 3.20%. Considering the fact that it is a weekend in most part of the world status in US and Canada, I wouldn't say it is too bad. The total crypto market volume over the last 24 hours is $66.87 billion. And since the last 24 hours, the price has gone up by 8.87%. The total volume in DeFi is currently at $5.75 billion. And DeFi accounts for 8.64% of the total crypto market 24-hour volume. Every time I look at the price of DeFi, guys, I always think of the second and the third quarter of 2020 and early quarter of 2021. The 24-hour volume of DeFi used to hover around 15 or $17 billion. So DeFi is definitely having one of the worst years in 2022. I just looked at the total value locked in DeFi. It is currently at $84 billion. At the start of this year, it reached an all-time high and the total value locked in DeFi was $242 billion. So almost $160 billion has been wiped off from the DeFi market. The volume of stablecoins though is at $61.38 billion. And to be honest, considering the fact that it is a weekend in most part of the world, it isn't too bad. Now in Dubai, we are on Monday, but in other parts of the world, it is still a weekend technically. And DeFi accounts for 91.80% of the total crypto market 24-hour volume. The king of all kings, Bitcoin, is currently priced as $21,975. Since the last 24 hours, it is down by 3.15%. And since the last 7 days, it is down by 0.65%. Ethereum is also down by 4.83%. And it is currently at $1,505. So I'm getting this feeling that buy the rumor, sell the news, is definitely playing its work. And since the last 7 days, it is up by 4.09%. Remember, Ethereum, when we looked at the price just a few days ago, over a period of 7 days, it was up by 40%. Today, it is up by only 4.09% over a period of 7 days. And Ethereum had a conference called as Ethereum Conference Community in Paris. Ever since the news broke out of the merge, the price of Ethereum literally pumped. And back then when the price was announced, it was just around the $1,000 mark. Binance coin is currently at $256. And since the last 24 hours, it has gone down by 3.06%. And since the last 7 days, it is down by 1.09%. The news that I would like to talk about today is the greatest president of all time. That is President Donald Trump. He had a rally in Arizona. And the rally was well over 5 hours long, but his entry is only after 3 hours and 19 minutes to be precise. In case if you guys want to go and watch, YouTube link is in my LinkedIn profile. 
I would really, really recommend you guys to go out and watch through the entire thing. It does not talk about economy as such. It talks more about political party. It talks about who the rhinos are. And at one point of time, he actually talked about that the world is facing a much bigger problem than recession. And he talked about how US economy is facing a much bigger problem than a recession. We'll have a depression. And to be honest, he just might be right because the way the Biden administration is handling economy, inflation, deflation and stagflation, we just might be heading into depression. And on similar points, Ray Dalio, who's one of the leading investors, one of the OGs of finance, a few months ago, he actually put out a tweet where he talked about six factors that are currently deciding the downfall of an economy. Unfortunately, the Biden administration will make that happen, which is terrible for US and terrible for the world economy as well. The big question is, where does Bitcoin and blockchain fit into this? The whole idea of Bitcoin is to make a movement towards separation of money and the state. Will Bitcoin be in a position to make a complete separation of money and the state? It might just happen in the next couple of decades. What happened a few days ago in Europe, the European Central Bank money sprinting has endangered the eurozone and because of that bitcoin magazine published an article that did actually share some crucial points what they talked about how the european central bank created four trillion dollars in two years increased an interest rate in july and he talked about how they were attacking cryptocurrencies and the article generally talked about the approach of christine lagarde who's the key person from the european central bank but what the article fails to explain why Bitcoin offers an alternative and why Bitcoin is ideal for separation of money and the state. If, if you read through the article, it literally looks like a blame game. What I would have expected is 20% of the article should talk about the negative things about the European Central Bank, the money printing, and 60% should give benefits of Bitcoin as to why Bitcoin could actually be an alternative and why Bitcoin may be a better form of money. The article completely, completely fails to do that. Another terrible article. It does not mention even a single benefit of using Bitcoin. Instead, just focuses on the negatives of fiat currency. What we at Blockchain DXP have done, in our website, there is a section called as Bitcoin as a World Reserve. So I would recommend you guys to go ahead and read through it and give me your opinion. In that section, I've mentioned few changes. One of them is to increase the supply, reduce the price. So a lot of the Bitcoin maximalists would absolutely hate it and it is still work in progress. But I would really urge you guys to go ahead and read through it in case if you hate it, in case if you like it, in case if you want to add in any commentary or suggestions, please drop me an email to info at blockchaindxb.com. The next news is about regulations. Now, CoinGeek has published an article on the US and EU regulators discussing Mika, that is market in crypto assets. Stablecoin and Bitcoin regulations at the meeting at the Joint Financial Regulatory Forum. The official statement can be found on the US Department of Treasury. I would highly urge you guys to go ahead and read through the article directly from the US Department of Treasury because that is first source of information. A lot of the cryptocurrency magazines are taking bits and pieces of information from there adding their own commentary. The classic example that I can think of is the article by Bitcoin Magazine. It just keeps on saying the negative things, but does not mention or give reasons as to why 
Bitcoin is a better alternative. Now, regulations may be kicking in soon and in some contexts, but I do feel that it is a good thing as long as they protect investors and the general mask. So my question for you guys is, are regulations needed for cryptocurrencies? You also need to remember that stablecoin issuers, they still act like a bank. So the big question is, who should set regulations? Should it be members from the Congress who set the regulations or should it be crypto and technology developers who should set the regulations? Charles Hoskinson, the co-founder of Ethereum and currently the key person behind Cardano, did have a talk, I believe it was with the Congress or Senators, I'm not sure. And he actually talked about how the laws and regulations should be set by key people who are working in the cryptocurrency space because they do have a thorough understanding of the inner workings of cryptography, hashing algorithm and mathematics. So his point does make a lot of sense. Moving on to some really interesting and drama news regarding SEC, that is Security Exchange Commission, and CFTC, that is US Commodity Futures Trading. So what happened was that, what happened is that Carolyn D. Pham, the commissioner of the US Commodity Futures Trading Commission, that is CFTC, took issue with the SEC, that is Security Exchange Commission, labeling certain crypto assets as securities is an example of regulation by enforcement. She released a statement that the SEC allegations could have broad implications beyond this case, underscoring how critical and urgent it is that regulators work together. So her point is definitely right that regulators need to work together. So in a Thursday statement, Carolyn D. Pham said that the SEC's complaint against former Coinbase product manager, that is Ishan Wahi, his brother Nikhil Wahi, both of them I believe are from India, and the associate Samir Ramani, I really am not sure if he's from India or from another country. What she said was that the complaint against them could have broader implications beyond the case given its labeling nine tokens as crypto asset securities falling under regulatory bodies purview. The complaint against the Wahis and Ramani engaged in insider trading by using confidential information Ishan obtained from Coinbase with regard to which tokens could be listed on the exchange in order to make purchase in advance. What I would really recommend you guys to do is, in case you want to go out and get detailed information about this, the Department of Justice has released an official document. So the best thing to do is go to the Department of Justice website. The link is on my LinkedIn profile. Read through it. The document is just one page long. And the way they have written it is absolutely simple and beautiful. What the article in the Department of Justice states is that Ishan Wahi, the 30-year-old from Seattle, Washington, is charged with two counts of wire fraud conspiracy and two counts of wire fraud, each of which carries a maximum sentence of 20 years. Nikhil Wahi, who I believe might be his brother, is also 26 years old of Seattle, Washington, is charged with one count of wire fraud conspiracy and one count of wire fraud, each of which carries a maximum sentence of 20 years. Samir Ramani, a 33-year-old of Houston, Texas, is charged with one count of wire fraud conspiracy and one count of wire fraud, each of which carries a maximum sentence of 20 years. If you read through the article, it is a one-page document and it literally just has four paragraphs. And the person who has written this article, they've made it like a story. It is very simple very catchy and easy to understand. 
So I would recommend you guys to go ahead and read through the document by the Department of Justice and then read through the statement released by Caroline D. Farm, who is the commissioner of CFTC. So really, really interesting stuff. So there's a bit of drama going on between SEC and CFTC. Let's move on to news about UAE. The first news is about Huobi, who receives provisional license from Dubai's WARA, that is Virtual Asset Regulatory Authority. And guys, I'm going to be releasing a standalone episode on Dubai Metaverse Strategy, where I'll be talking more about WARA, that is Virtual Asset Regulatory Authority, regarding Huobi. I've covered them in the past as well. So on the 21st of June, I talked about how Huobi received license from DIFC, that is Dubai International Finance Center. But let me just quickly recap what Huobi is. They were founded in 2013 and it was founded in China. They do have offices in Hong Kong, South Korea, Japan and United States. And in August of 2018, it became a public listed company in Hong Kong. And they currently have 500 plus qualified digital assets. And the news that I covered on the 21st of June, it talked about a license for innovative technology companies in Dubai. With that license, which is different from the one that they received from WARA, the license that they received from DIFC will provide benefits to Huobi, such as access to thriving tech ecosystem, preferential treatment for technology research and developments, capital repatriation, and taxes. That is a completely different license and in less than a month, they have received a provisional license from Dubai's Virtual Asset Regulatory Authority. And Huobi becomes the latest cryptocurrency exchange to receive provisional license. The provisional license allows Huobi to offer virtual asset exchange products and services to pre-qualified investors, professional financial service providers. Huobi has now become the latest digital asset services company to receive a promotional approval from Dubai's WARA, that is Virtual Asset Regulatory Authority. Huobi will now have the authority to offer a full service of virtual asset exchange product and services. They will also offer spot and over-the-counter services. And as I mentioned at the start of the episode, that they are only available to pre-qualified investors. And Dubai is the home for pre-qualified investors and high net worthy individuals. So they are targeting the so-called professional investors. The spot and over-the-counter trading services will be extended to a limited subset of pre-qualified investors and professional service providers. And there are talks about that they may have a regional headquarter in Dubai. Huobi Group CFO, that is Lili Zhang said, the Dubai government is committed to turning the Emirate into a global hub for the future digital economy. Being at the forefront of financial innovation, Huobi is optimistic about the city's potential and the future opportunities it offers. She also added that her organization is looking to work to foster growth of the virtual asset industry there. Definitely great and positive news. The next news is about Three Arrows Capital. Back in May, on the 2nd of May, I did cover a podcast on Three Arrows Capital. And there were talks about Three Arrows Capital planning to have the business set up in Dubai. Now, Three Arrows Capital was founded in 2012 by two individuals, that is Kyle Davis and Sue Zhu. The fund at one point of time claimed a net asset value of $18 billion and they managed about $10 billion in cryptocurrency assets. There are strong speculation that most of the visible assets 
were sourced by uncollateralized borrowings from various lending platforms. Laura Shin, who's if not one of the best podcasters in the cryptocurrency space, has just released an episode talking the inner details and workings of Three Arrows Capital. I think she released it just last week or so. I would really, really recommend you guys to go ahead and listen to it. Now, Three Arrows Capital was a Singapore-based cryptocurrency hedge fund which was ordered to liquidate on the 27th of June 2022 by a court in the British Virgin Island. The entire cryptocurrency community went berserk and they talked about it. Three Arrows Capital backed several projects such as Aave, Avalanche, Luna, Worldcoin, BlockFi, Deribit, Ethereum, Polkadot, Solana and Wu Network. They were one of the biggest firms in the cryptocurrency space. Do you remember last year, the co-founder Suzu, he had some kind of argument with Ethereum and I very specifically remember on the 21st of November, he actually tweeted that he's abandoning Ethereum and he's moving on to other projects. So in case if you want to read through that tweet, go back to 21st of November and there are a couple of swear words regarding Ethereum developers and the protocols as well. But still, it does provide some useful information about his move and decision to leave Ethereum. The news that I covered on the 2nd of May was that Three Arrows Capital, a hedge fund established in 2012, were planning moving its headquarters from Singapore to Dubai. I also talked about how Three Arrows Capital is one of the latest crypto giant to eye the Middle East as a regulatory climate in Singapore appears to have been sourced. The co-founder Suzu actually said, the energy in Dubai's digital asset industry is electric right now. We have decided to move our three arrow headquarters to Dubai and I'm looking forward to meeting more technology startups. And the co-founder Kyle Davis said, I'm very impressed with the vision of Dubai's WARA, that is Virtual Asset Regulatory Authority. And I expect leading firms to continue to move to Dubai and contribute to the growing digital asset ecosystem. So in case if you want to get more information, you can also listen to my podcast on the 2nd of May of this year. What happened yesterday was that we all know about the Terra Luna collapse and Three Arrows Capital has also filed for bankruptcy and they are in some deep trouble. Yesterday, there was an interview with Bloomberg and the deal described the collapse as regrettable, but they have denied claims that they pulled money from the fund before its collapse and this is according to the report. The founders though declined to say where they were but one of the lawyers on the call actually told that the ultimate decision is the United Arab Emirates, most likely that would be Dubai. And Suzu said that given that we had planned to move the business to Dubai, we have to go there soon to assess whether we move there as originally planned or if the future holds something different for us. Now it's unclear at this point of time if they are setting any establishment. Last month, I also talked about how Cointelegraph tried to check if they have actually set up any businesses and they definitely did not set up any businesses. And on the 22nd of June, the regulatory governing body in Dubai, that is the Dubai Financial Services Authority, also confirmed that Three Arrows Capital has not yet set up any shop in Emirate and that was on the 22nd of June. So that's all for today, guys, on the Crypto and Coffee at 8 from Blockchain DXV. In case if you guys have any feedback or suggestions, please drop me an email to info at blockchaindxv.com. You can also check out my website, that is www.blockchaindxv.com. 
Also, please check out my other website that is area2071.com that talks everything about Metaverse. If you like listening to this podcast, please follow this button, give it a 5-star rating and share the word across. Now, for the next 30 minutes, it is going to be an Ask Me Anything series where you listeners can ask any questions about Bitcoin, blockchain, beyond blockchain, cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi and Metaverse. So, let's kickstart the Ask Me Anything series. Hey everyone, it's George from Blockchain DXP. You're listening to the Ask Me Anything series where you listeners can ask any questions about Bitcoin, blockchain, beyond blockchain, cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi and Metaverse. And remember, Monday to Thursdays, 8am to 8.30am, we have Crypto and Coffee at 8, where we cover top news and information pertaining to Bitcoin, blockchain, beyond blockchain, cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi and Metaverse. This is followed by two news and information related to Dubai, UAE and Middle East in the world of Bitcoin, blockchain, beyond blockchain, cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi and Metaverse. What you're listening to right now is the Ask Me Anything series where you listeners can ask any questions from the cryptocurrency world. I have a first question by Omar who asks, do you have any update on when the Museum of the Future will release the NFT? Unfortunately, Omar, I do not have any update. The only way to get any information about the NFT released by the Museum of the Future is to the official Telegram channel. I have subscribed to the official Telegram channel. I've asked quite a lot of my friends to join that channel as well. But unfortunately, there is absolutely no indication on when they are going to be released. Now, I did speak to one of the admins from the Telegram channel and I asked him that, you know, I want to have a podcast where I talk to the founders or the key decision makers who are planning to release the NFTs. He did ask me to drop them an email. Omar, to be honest, I've sent them three emails. I have not received absolutely any reply from them. Even in the group chat, I told the admin that I've sent across three emails, but they haven't replied back to me. So he sent me a DM. In the DM, I gave them my email address. Unfortunately, I still haven't heard absolutely anything about it. What I was really keen to know is get a thorough understanding of why the Museum of Future is planning to release the NFT, why have they chosen Binance, what were the challenges that they faced. I want to do, do a podcast probably for 30 to 40 minutes speaking to the key people who are involved in the release of the NFT. Unfortunately, Omar, at this point of time, I have no indication as to when the Museum of the Future will be releasing the NFT. But once they release the NFT, I definitely think it's going to be absolutely epic. What I do want to find out from the team is why did they choose Binance to release the NFT as opposed to let's say Ethereum? Because Binance to be honest is a fairly centralized blockchain. And now what I would recommend you to do Omar is I'm releasing an episode on Dubai Metaverse strategy. In that Dubai Metaverse strategy, I break down what the Dubai Metaverse strategy is, what WARA is, what World Trade Center is, how Binance is involved with WARA and World Trade Center. And could that be one of the reasons why Binance is working with Museum of the Future? I also talk about how this particular NFTs that are going to be released by the Museum of the Future could play a significant role in the Dubai Metaverse strategy. So I would highly urge you, Omar, to go ahead and listen to the standalone episode on Dubai Metaverse strategy. 
I have another question by Oscar who asks, does Donald Trump hate Bitcoin, doesn't he? Oscar, your answer about does Donald Trump hate Bitcoin, I'll give the answer in two forms. As a president, he definitely hates Bitcoin. Back in 2021, President Donald Trump did actually say that as a president, he hates Bitcoin. But at that same interview, he did acknowledge that Bitcoin is a cryptocurrency. Now you need to look at the answer from two fronts. He is, if not, one of the greatest presidents of all time. And as a president, his role is to protect the US dollar and the value of the US dollar. That front, he actually said that he does not like Bitcoin. But in the interview, he did accept that Bitcoin is a strong currency. Again, watch the entire video. So I have this feeling that as a business person, he would have definitely bought a lot of Bitcoin. And that is what you would do. You would make a decision. As a business person, having Bitcoin is great. But let's say if you are the president and if the value of the currency is going down, would you want Bitcoin to take over that? The answer would be no. And that's exactly what President Trump said. The mainstream media is completely against President Donald Trump. They often take cherry bits of information, edit the information, adding the commentary, and that's what they put out. That's one of the reasons, Oscar, even in today's LinkedIn post and in the podcast I told, listen to the entire video. What you can do, Oscar, because it is extremely long, even from three hours onwards, it is roughly around two hours long, I would recommend you to go ahead and change the speed when you're watching the video, when you're listening to the video, change it to maybe 2x the speed or 3x the speed. So that way you save a little bit of time, yet get full information. So to answer your question, does President Donald Trump hate Bitcoin? The answer would be twofold. As a president, he probably hates it. But as a business person, I'm pretty much sure he absolutely loves it. And he also owns quite a lot of Bitcoin. So that's all for today, guys, from the Ask Me Anything series from Crypto and Coffee at 8. In case if you guys have any feedback or suggestions, please drop me an email to info at blockchaindxb.com. You can also check out my website that is www.blockchaindxb.com. And also please check out my other website that is area2071.com that talks everything about Metaverse. And remember guys, Monday to Thursdays, 8am to 8.30am, we have Crypto and Coffee at 8, where we cover top news and information pertaining to Bitcoin, Blockchain, Beyond Blockchain, Cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi and Metaverse. And how the series of Crypto and Coffee at 8 works is, we usually cover some top news and information pertaining to the price of cryptocurrencies, some major breaking news, occasionally short and sweet news as well, news that has an impact in the cryptocurrency world. The other two news and information is related to Dubai, UAE and Middle East in the world of Bitcoin, Blockchain, Beyond Blockchain, Cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi and Metaverse. What you're listening to right now is the Ask Me Anything series, where you listeners can ask any questions Monday to Thursdays, 8.30 a.m. to 9 a.m. Gulf Standard Time regarding Bitcoin, blockchain, beyond blockchain, cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi, and Metaverse. Thanks so much for listening, guys, and have a great day ahead. Bye-bye.